El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions, baby. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, fuck that. Joining me today, he's my co-host on this podcast. He has a new podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which I think is mostly just about me. He also is my co-host on a podcast called You Don't Even Like Sports, which is about how he doesn't even like sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May, also joining me. We used to be co-workers. We're not anymore, but we still pod together all the time. He is the host of a super fun podcast called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Schmidt going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff's a piece of shit. What? Why would you say something like that? That's so cruel. <laughs> because that's how I intro most people. It's not this you. It's just most people. This also, the hostile... lovely and talented Alex Schmidt is here. Oh, Alex, it's hey. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're oh, this is that's a, very nice. It's very hostile, Adam. It's a very hostile <laughs> environment for me. That's the tone I like to set things off with. I like a hostile tone on this comedy podcast. Who among yeah. us? Yeah. I mean, it's what we do. Whenever you have two guests, you want to be a good cop toward one of them and a bad cop toward the other, and then just maintain both those personalities throughout the show. Yeah, it's a divide and conquer thing. I'm amped for it. I've been watching reruns of American Gladiators all week. So bring it on, bitch. <laughs> Have you really? Of course, yeah, there's a Pluto channel that's just it plays American Gladiators straight through all the way through the reboot. And then when they be. get to the end, you just go back to 1990 and you start again. That's a lot oh. of American Gladiators. I'm not going to lie. It's a really good thing to have on. It's like it's good background. It's something noise, good to yeah. have on in the background where you're like, oh, I bet a lot of these people are dead. It's true. <laughs> it is true. So you use it the same way I use baseball, except yeah. those people are going to be dead when their careers should... are over and nothing fulfilling is happening in their heart. Wouldn't it be great if they synthesized <laughs> baseball and American Gladiators? Yes. <laughs> so you'd have Absolutely. to like, you'd, like if you steal a base, you still have to like joust against Nitro in order. To and not like every game, that. just like interleague play, like toss it in, mix it up. That would be great. Atmosphere on the all-star game. Yeah. You know, you're just trying to yeah. run in the giant hamster ball. The uh, catcher so is defending home plate with that big Q-tip that they, like, <laughs> battle with. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then the only gladiator is Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jose Canseco, we love you so much. Oh, God, I love it. He's so great. No. Thank but you not, for that. But you two don't even like sports. How would you know who Jose Canseco is? Oh, wow. You that's just son Jeff. of a bitch. Yeah, that's just Jeff. No, that's that Adam Todd like Brown. Sports. And you I don't know if you knew this jerk. about him, but he doesn't like sports. Wow. <laughs> oh, all right. This is going to get contentious if we keep down this road. I will add this. One time, Adam and I went to a baseball game, and I don't know why, because it turns out he's not a fan of sports. Yeah, Jeff is not, <laughs> as it turns out, a fan of sports. That's true. So we should probably talk about what we're talking about this week, right? How's that for a segue, people? Let's give him something to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> it's body rate cast, everybody. 
We are talking about the environment subject near and dear to my heart. I talk about it all the time. Actually, I don't. I just saw one very interesting headline this week and was like, let's talk. <laughs> let's build an episode around that. Sounds like fun. That's the gist of the past eight years of this show. I saw an article about this and I decided to do a crazy deep dive. It's been the last 14 years of my life, basically. Yeah. I started writing it cracked in yeah. 2007. God damn. So old. That's the first time I ever came out to L.A. was 2007. Same. Shh, don't step in my spotlight, you fucking jerk. <laughs> Drink your five-hour energy and be quiet. Yeah. Why that was Adam's so year, mean? Jeff. Get out of here. Yeah. 2007 is his. My year, That's Jeff. Right. This is awful. I don't know why I agreed to do this. <laughs> I don't either. We should just wrap it up. The environment is bad, and it's going to yeah. go. We're destroying it. That's Thank God. That's, that's the gist of every podcast about environmental shit. But we're talking about weird ways we're wrecking the environment today. Like, yeah. do either of you do anything like in the name of being environmentally conscious? For me, I don't fuck with bottled water for the most part. That's I mean, about all I got in me. I mean, I'm very on it with our recycling, even though that's kind of like half a myth. I'm not wish cycling anything, but I, I do definitely like I'm on it. And I try to be, yeah. you know, I try to keep my shower short and stuff like I'll, I'll do a one song shower max. Oh, that's right. You take a oh, speaker a into the shower with you. Yeah. So like I basically it's like a race for me to get clean where I'm like, you have one song, motherfucker. So you better clean that b-hole out real good. <laughs> song skip. two. It's only two minutes. Come on, Blur. Make right. a long version. You're white. You can skip your lower legs. That'll save you time. That blew my mind that that came out because I was like, people do that? <laughs> so fucking weird. Because you wash your feet, right? Are you skipping your lower legs and just walk? Come on. Th there's shit that is ascribed to white people that I'm just like, I have no idea how we got this. Yeah. Yeah. When they're just true. like, white people yeah. don't wash their legs. I'm like, hey, we do some bad shit, but I don't think I've ever heard of people not <laughs> washing their legs or like white people like mayonnaise. I'm like, mayonnaise is fine. I don't know. what. It's not like a white person <laughs> thing. It's a condiment thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's great for grilling. Alex, Use that on, on your bread. Alex, how about you? Oh, there you go. I, for the most part, my partner, Brenda, is great at that stuff. Like, she got us composting, and she has reusable silverware, and, like, a lot of kits for things that are very helpful. And then I just, like, ride along and learn from her. <laughs> like, I, I learned about how not to wish cycle plastic, like, three weeks ago. I feel and like, now I look at the little number on the, the symbol every time. I feel like Jeff is raising his hand for the same quick, reason I would have. Go ahead, quick Jeff. Question. Alex, are you not reusing forks if it wasn't for your partner? <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> like, were you just, just what were you doing with forks metal forks that? in the trash? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She has, they are like travel reusable silverware. Like it's not made of metal, but so you use that instead of the plastic disposable stuff when you're out and about. It's I was going to say, could you just bring a fork, like a metal fork? Could you just do that? I like never bother. But then she got us going on like good stuff. It's great. That is really good to yeah. like take Otherwise, I'm the guys in Anchorman in that scene, just like throwing stuff in the in yards. You know, I'm, I, it's it's really helped. Yeah, I bring this up all the time and we're going to like actually dive into it for a change. But the one thing I do in my life that I really feel like, God, I'm contributing to the problem so much is legal weed. Because legal weed from a packaging standpoint alone has to be just wrecking the environment. But it's just kind of wrecking it in general as far as crops go. It's like a rushing nesting doll of pollution in a order little to bit. get to it. Yeah. And it's one of the things that didn't come up when we were talking about legalizing weed 
was what's the environmental impact going to be? We talked about the impact on crime, on public health, on economics, and not once were we like, do we have the landfill space for this? And I don't know if we do. That's amazing. Like growing weed outdoors isn't that much more of a problem than growing any other crop. It uses a lot of water, but so do a lot of things. Well, the timing is off a little bit. What do you mean? Didn't you say it's like during the dry season? Yeah, that's the problem. A lot of legal weed is grown in California and a lot of illegal weed is grown in California outdoors. And the growing season coincides with California drought season. I really do like that there is still like a big illegal weed system going around because it makes me feel like if there were like secret blockbuster videos everywhere or like secret because <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, you can just you can get it here. Like it's available here. And they're like, yeah, but I like it old school. I like to <laughs> like yeah. I watch Betamax because I have a guy. That's I got why a guy. I consume entertainment. Yeah, I got a VHS guy, so I'm not going to just all of a sudden stop using him because I have access to literally everything at the click of a button. <laughs> the thing about the black market, though, is that's where a lot of the environmental impact from outdoor weed comes from. Because if you're growing outdoor weed and selling it legally, you have to test it. And those tests are meant to determine what kind of herbicides and pesticides and things are in that weed. And Mm, if you're trying to sell weed that goes through those stringent requirements, you're going to take efforts to minimize your use of things like pesticides. But if you're selling it on the black market, that shit is just going to be littered with pesticides, rodenticides, which I didn't even know was a way you could say rat poison. But apparently smoking pure DDT, really some, some, some vintage DDT, a good 70s high in that way. You're buying it on the sly. You're smoking weird <laughs> pesticides. I'm glad I don't have to buy weed that way anymore because you really just never know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to get robbed. There are all sorts of excursions and adventures that come with buying black market weed. But I will say this, though. It is how cool teens remain cool. True. <laughs> and that can't be glossed over enough. And it is a money saver, I, that's for sure. I'm also I'm just really excited anytime this kind of topic comes up in a podcast or something I'm consuming because I don't smoke weed. I'm not opposed to people doing it. I just have not enjoyed it when I've tried it. So like it's always novel to me. I'm like, oh, and then this is part of it. Like there could be a bunch of field poisons on it. Wow. <laughs> Whole new thing. Had no Tasty. idea. Counterpoint, Alex, to what you just said. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> I engage in edibles. Edibles put me to nunites. I make a nunite after uh, I take an edible, and though that helps. Yeah, I actually stopped smoking regular flower weed, which is what they call the kind that God makes that grows out of the ground, because I'm sharing an apartment with someone who doesn't smoke weed, and we're living in times when if you go outside and smoke, you're a dick. Like people are trying to walk around and avoid your breath and you're just blowing smoke oh, into the air. Yeah. So well, I've just well, you're quit. a dick anyway. Yeah, I don't need another reason to be called yeah. a dick, but I still <laughs> I, <laughs> fuck with edibles quite a bit and I still smoke vape cartridges, which those are a thing that I think it was last year came under a whole bunch of scrutiny because people were getting this illness called popcorn lung from it and just In droves, people started giving up using vape cartridges because they were worried they were going to catch this thing. But those vape cartridges that people were getting that from were bootleg vape cartridges. 
that were sold on the black market and once again produced Uh. under very shady circumstances. And the thing about popcorn lung, which is the name of the disease people were getting, it's called popcorn lung not because it makes your lungs look like popcorn, but because the other thing that you can get popcorn lung from is the chemicals used in movie theater popcorn. And like, no one's given up oh. movie theater popcorn. But I mean, we kind of did for about a year. Yeah, well, <laughs> we had no choice, you know. But yeah, with vape cartridges, those are another thing, though, that are just fucking wrecking the environment. Because where do you put them? You can't take it to a local recycler. Even the batteries used in vape cartridges, most of the time, recycling places won't take them. So where's all that going? It's just going in landfills. Man. Unless you eat them. Like, I eat mine after I'm yeah, done. Yeah, I was going to say. Very responsible. Yeah. Grape vape. Flavor them up real good. So you're just uh, limited on those because you can't smoke it inside. And if you're outside, people are like, I can see your breath. That's probably full of viruses. Get out of here. Probably best if you can see wow. it. Yeah. Have you? That's true. <laughs> Dodge around. Like, have either of you walked past someone smoking yeah. during the pandemic? I sure have. It's not a comforting feeling. Is yeah. there coronavirus on that smoke? Yeah, that's there, in there's my... a real thanks for the germs fuck face vibe <laughs> to the whole thing. Yeah. This yeah. is also this is the first situation where I feel like somebody on the street smoking is viewed the exact same way as a jogger. Like you have the exact reaction to them. <laughs> like, ew, breath, breath. Like, yeah, same that's kind true. of person. I put my mask on when I run and ever whenever Good. I see a person and then they'll, there'll be somebody that's like smoking and blowing it at me as I'm doing that. And I'm like, I've given you all the clues to not get the <laughs> shit kicked out of you right now. And you will not follow it. People are garbage. That's why I've taken to exercising indoors. And hey, this segue brought to you by Segway. Segway, when you need a Segway, Segway, let's talk about indoor weed. Because the thing is, that's the weed that the connoisseurs like. Because when you're indoors, there are none of those potential issues that face people who grow weed outdoors. Imagine if you needed like a ton of pesticides for your apartment <laughs> or for your house. Yeah. It was like, I got to cover it in pesticides. We are riddled with aphids here inside of my house. That's the thing. My a lot roommate of... is an aphid. It's been a real struggle, but yeah. I don't know. Just sitting there eating all your weed. I need that. Okay, house meeting, house meeting. And they're like, buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> just, it's just you and then a couch with like a big cluster of aphids. <laughs> yeah. Guys, Shaped I'm like trying a to run a person who you can here. somehow tell is a jerk. You can just tell from the outline. I don't know how. <laughs> the aphids are all smoking cigarettes inside. <laughs> but yeah, the thing about growing it inside, you can avoid all those pitfalls that come with growing it outside, but you also have to recreate outdoor conditions inside. And as someone who Mm. lives in a garden-level apartment, I can assure you that is very difficult. It requires a whole lot of light that most people don't have. It's a type of lighting that is something like 5,000 times more powerful than (laughs) just the regular lights that people use to light a room. No, 500 times more powerful. Sorry. 5,000 times would be awesome. 500 (laughs) times is pretty awesome. You just install one of those 5,000 ones and then you go down into your grow house to find out that you are stoned off your ass because it has cooked everything. I have a ring light in front of me. If this suddenly got 500 times brighter right now, I'd be blind. Crazy. Right. It's it's like living in the tunnel to heaven or something. It's terrible. Yeah. Exactly. If you're really cranking out the weed at enough of a pace that you can sell it and turn it into a business, you need so many of those lights. And the amount of energy that uses up is insane. And we're at a time when 
you know, we should be trying to conserve shit like that. But we don't. weed. Yeah. Because the sun's free. You can just do the sun if you have a field. That's my understanding. What if the sun explodes? How are you going to grow your weed then, Alex? (laughs) Or what about those times when the sun wears sunglasses? And then it's the power of the light is reduced because of the shades. (laughs) The vintage callback sun that we all know and love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Last week's episode, Atef Myers told a fantastic story about 9-11 and living in Saudi Arabia at the time and the parties that happened after 9-11. I was Mm. not expecting that, but I was enjoying the (laughs) shit out of that story. It's very fun. We went to break on that story, I think. (laughs) Was your reaction like, nobody invited me? Like something really inappropriate? Somebody's (laughs) inviting me to a a 9-11 party at Jidda. I don't really think that's... One of the things that really causes legal weed to be a problem, especially in California, is all of these... Uh, fucking pesky nitpicky rules designed to keep kids away from weed it's like it's not gonna work for one thing (laughs) show show me in your life a child of the age of eight or above that cannot open a childproof anything yeah Mm. well some of this weed packaging again if we're talking vape cartridges especially you have to like solve a fucking puzzle to open those things there will be like two different buttons you have to push and you have to slide it out while you have those buttons pushed it's the cube from hellraiser yeah it feels like it you're gonna get sucked into hell (laughs) (laughs) and what california did is they put all these restrictions in place about the kind of packaging you had to have in order to keep weed away from kids. And it's like, you could just keep your weed away from the kids. I don't know that packaging is going to fix it, but now what happens, you used to be able, if you ran a dispensary to just put jars of weed on the shelf. And when people came in to buy it, you would put it in a container. You could bring that container back next time you bought weed and they would just refill it. Very, very handy. When California legalized recreational weed, and I think most other places do this too, now it all has to be prepackaged. It can't just come as bags of weed. It has to be mm. in its own packaging. And that packaging a lot of times is either a plastic zip bag or a jar. And then that jar will have a box around it like it's a fucking christmas gift and then again all of that if you're the average american just gets chucked in the trash yeah when i get edibles uh, like i get the wild brand they come in the small plastic little bowl that you kind of squeeze open you know yeah and then they come in a cardboard outer box i just recycle both of those i don't know if i can uh, but that's what they come yeah. in i didn't i haven't seen the zippered bag yet Yeah, I would just throw those things in my pocket and walk out. But still seems egregious to put two things in. I'm also I'm realizing maybe there's like a low key blessing we've had this whole time that the containers for alcohol are easy to recycle. They're all cans or bottles and you just throw them in the recycling. And it's really easy. That's great. Uh, It's just been good this whole time. Yeah. Because once you've consumed it, you're not focused. You're not going to do anything complicated. Come on. Yeah, I was going to say also easy for children to get into. And yet that we don't have that same level of regulation. Yeah, I would argue that is the only thing alcohol has over weed is that the containers (laughs) are easier to recycle. Otherwise, alcohol kills people, man. Weed just kills dreams if you smoke it too much. You know, start in (laughs) high school smoking every day, wake up 30 years later, still there. It happens. Not to me because I'm exceptional and great. 
weed every day. Yeah, I still smoke <laughs> weed every fucking day. Don't you doubt that. I just eat a little candy at 9 p.m. and then I'm asleep by 10.30 and it feels so nice. <laughs> yeah, edibles are great for sleep. Like, oof, nothing better. Yeah, there was one report that estimated that the cannabis industry produces a billion units of plastic waste annually and that does not include vape cartridges which are the hardest thing to recycle they're basically unrecyclable that's a lot but here's the thing the same argument i think applies here that applies to every other negative thing i've ever had to say about legalization of weed which is that i'd prefer this over people going to jail for it yeah. yeah. Like the decrease in prison population is worth the impact to the environment because here's the thing. We could clean all this up and we're still going to be destroying the environment. This is just one oh, yeah. one small way we're doing it. Yeah, this isn't the what this is the whole episode. This is, yeah. It's just weed. Weed's killing us. It's just weed. Yeah. Check yeah, out. We should all start episode. smoking cigarettes again. About time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a, especially, again, not knowing about the packaging over history and stuff, but it just seems like such an unforced error. Like they found a couple different ways to make it trash all at once, the packaging. It's really not necessary, it seems like. Yeah. And put some rules in place that says the packaging has to be recyclable or something like that. Like, it seems like a pretty easy thing to do, but none of that. It is crazy to me that when the rules and regulations are not provided to make it recyclable, everybody's just like, well, fuck it then. And I'm always just like, hey, like, yeah, I don't know. You could want to get get ahead of that. Well, the question, too, is you can be responsible and throw all that in your recycling bin. But then when it gets to where people sort stuff to recycle it, are they going to recycle it? It's a whole fucking scandal. Like, I know, especially in Burbank in particular, like there's some forms of plastics that they just don't recycle like you can put it in the recycling but it's not worth the time or money for them to recycle it okay real quick as long as i feel like i did something good then i'm going to feel good about it that's true (laughs) and people should embrace that that is the american way (laughs) weed is still great i don't want to imply anything to the contrary there now the sun on the other hand can get fucked I've always felt like the sun was a little overrated. Like, we need it for daylight, but eh, other than that. Do we need it? We could just put up a bunch of weed weed lamps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. My phone has a flashlight. (laughs) Yeah. We just Mr. Burns that shit, blot out the sun, (laughs) put some lamps up there, fucking be done with this problem. And I get it. Some people want to age prematurely, and that should be their right. Get out in the sun. Let it weather you. That's fine. And good news for those people, sunscreen might be banned soon. This was a thing I had never heard of, but sunscreen is also something that is wrecking the environment. Does anyone wear sunscreen regularly? I don't, and I probably should. I do. The stuff I put on my face every morning has an SPF to it, and then also when I go out for a run, I spray sunscreen on my on my body. Yeah, I guess the face lotion I use has SPF. It's like an SPF 15 or something low like that. And here's the thing. If you're doing that, you're not the problem here. No matter what kind of sunscreen you're using, if you're just putting it on to go out in the sun and not getting in the water, it's fine. Yeah, it's you're screening against the sun. That's the point, I guess. The problem is coral reefs. Quick, everyone name your favorite coral reef. Alex, go. Great Barrier? Yeah, I was going to say the GBR, bro. Alex already said that, so you go. (laughs) <laughs> the Southern Mid-Atlantic Reef, I guess. For me, I like the Western Nevada Reef. It's that. a rare one. It's a rare one. 
Look that, it up. I think that's yeah. just some garbage in a river. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not this a coral like, reef. That's a reef. It's, it's a personal <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's mostly potato chip bags. Yeah. Alex, remember when we saw Ralphie May in Madison, Wisconsin, and he had yeah. that joke about how Malaysia Airlines should just change their motto to Malaysia Airlines. We create reefs. <laughs> Because their planes keep crashing into the ocean. Man. No, no, I get it. Yeah, rest in peace, Ralphie <laughs> May. That was a good joke. Yeah. Well, the reefs had the last laugh. <laughs> Reefy May. Yeah. The, that, are we now? So the thing about coral reefs is shallow water reefs occupy approximately 110,000 square miles of the seafloor. And they're important for a bunch of reasons. They support marine species. Jeff, go ahead. I was going to say, I would have thought it would be more. I know that that's like a, a big These number. These are and shallow, oh, that's shallow fair. water okay. reefs, not in the shallow water. As opposed to deep, deep water <laughs> reefs. These are shallow reefs as opposed to deep. Before I get too <laughs> deep. <laughs> they support more marine species than any other undersea habitat. They sustain nearly half a billion people as sources of food and income including tourism. Here's a thing I didn't know. 60% of Hawaii's tourism income comes from reef visitors. So people just wanting to swim around wow. and look at coral I mean, reefs. I mean, just wanting to, or like while they're there, we're like, well, we got to check out the reefs. It would be like going to Chicago for like a, like a convention and being like, well, I have to eat a 30 pound pizza or there's no reason for me to be here. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You have to eat a 30 pound pizza. If you're I don't Chicago. disagree. <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know yeah. the exact specifics behind it i just know 60 percent of hawaii's tourism is from people wanting to swim around and look at reefs the other 40 percent, by the way dog the bounty hunter yeah <laughs> he's got a museum down there it's very yeah. popular i've been to hawaii one time and i'm broadly Ooh. scared of the ocean but i was still like peer pressured into snorkeling and it ended up being cool but like they still <laughs> got me with the reefs like, if, if all snorkeling counts i'm pretty sure we saw a reef and, and we did it yeah that's that seems like a, a good way to lose your fear of the ocean is to do a, like a hawaii situation because you're yeah, like i pretty. can see what's going on here the water's pretty clear yeah you know it's right. none of this like atlantic ocean great white shark bullshit that we've seen <laughs> in movies like Jaws. Plus, you're still in the United States. And I'm like, oh, that's the country I'm most familiar with. Sure. That, that yeah. makes it easier. Yeah. That is national sea <laughs> right there. Yeah. It USA. probably shouldn't be. We should probably oh, absolutely turn, that, shouldn't. No, yeah. turn that back over to the people. But hey, it's ours now. What are you going to do? Yeah. It was stolen by we New made England you... missionaries. But uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> At least we made you a state. Congratulations. Yeah. We also more... covered you in our least desirable meats <laughs> oh, we, and, oh spam kill so many pacific islanders we sure God did yeah damn because it was not okay to sell on the continental u.s yeah they didn't want white people mm. buying it mm -mm 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 -mm. crazy story yeah and so back to hawaii they get all of this tourism income from these shallow water reefs but also that tourism that shallow water reef tourism is killing those reefs because People lather up with sunscreen when they go to the beach, obviously, and then you get in and you're swimming around looking at these reefs, and now all of the chemicals in that sunscreen is just seeping 
into the water. It's crazy to me that it's just like this shit is basically acid to these reefs. And I'm just like, well, what's it doing to my skin? Like if if it's dissolving a coral reef, my fucking pale paper thin skin is not going to be doing well. Yeah. And there's (laughs) two different kinds. There's mineral and chemical sunscreen, basically. And if you're using the mineral kind, that's fine. That's different. It's the chemical kind that is a problem. And it's because those chemicals in that sunscreen can seep into the ocean water. And you would think, well, yeah, how much can it be? Like there was one time a scare around this pesticide used on apples and how it could cause cancer. And people like Mm. stopped eating apples for a long time. And then if you go read the study, they're like, yeah, you'd have to eat like 3,500 apples a day to actually get cancer from it. But that's a problem for me. Yeah. 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 My aphid roommate does that. I need to warn him. (laughs) (laughs) But this problem with sunscreen is so widespread. It's estimated that anywhere from six to 14,000 tons of sunscreen wash off people and into reef areas every year. Specifically, oxybenzone. That chemical in particular causes permanent damage to coral DNA, which means it can't recover from things like storms or climate change. And that, in turn, means the reef just dies off eventually instead. Thanks a lot, Alex. Great job. (laughs) Yeah. Real nice going to Hawaii to sabotage their natural habitats. Yeah. I don't know if this brings people too far behind the curtain, but the doc did directly blame me. And then also I was curious and I was like, well, does my personal sunscreen do this? And it absolutely does. I have the basic target kind. It is based on chemicals called avobenzone and octocrylene. I had no idea. I'm definitely part of the problem. It's great to learn that. I fucking knew it. You're fucking, fucking minerals on your body, man. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I'm amazed the mineral kind is fine. Like, I'm amazed the reefs are like, yeah, bring on the zinc or whatever that is. They love it, I guess. <laughs> aren't re- don't reefs use minerals? That seems like they would help. I guess that makes sense, yeah. God made zinc. Zinc don't stink. <laughs> God don't make no trash. Yeah. No, God grows don't make out no of dirt. Drunk. Don't hurt. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. 420. I do. Just this, this homespun ant character who loves zinc. I'm really into that. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since the COVID, can't get enough zinc. I do take zinc every day because of COVID. Take zinc every day. (laughs) (laughs) So because of all this, a bunch of areas have already banned sunscreen at the beach. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. To Bonaire, U.S. Virgin Islands. Come on, pretty mama. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me check. Uh, Come on, a pretty mama. Sorry. I was way (laughs) off. (laughs) We're going blue. (laughs) Aruba, Bonaire, U.S. Virgin Islands, the Marshall Islands, which are radioactive anyway from all the nuclear testing we did there. Key West, which is in Florida, so stay away from that. And the entire country of Palau. I will add that Key West is sort of like a sort of a sovereign nation off of Florida. (laughs) True. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far. It's mostly just Hemingway and gay people having fun. At Key West, like it's sort of the anti, it's about books and acceptance. So it's kind of the anti-Florida, all things considered. Maybe you should move there. I mean, to Key West? Yeah. Uh, it seems expensive. That's fine. Mm. You pay for me to go? I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Yeah, Key West sounds great. And this sunscreen thing sounds like Key West's first rule. <laughs> like they did, it's like, we should start having laws. Let's do this. <laughs> it's their only law. Yeah. Also in 2021, Hawaii became the first state in the U.S. to ban the sale of sunscreen containing coral harming chemicals like oxybenzone and octocrylene. 
Tenoxate. Nice try, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah, try. It's good I went when I did because I yeah. got away with it. <laughs> yeah, you can't get one over on Hawaii, man. Yeah. All the more reason to stay out of the ocean. Just the ocean doesn't want us there. That's why the waves are trying to throw you out. Yeah. And then when we act up too much, the waves come up on the land and pull us all in. I sure do like floating in the ocean, though. I just don't fuck with the ocean at all. I like it. I like going about, yeah. you know, you know, 30 feet out and just chilling. Mm. You know, no. like, like bobbing up and down and being like, ah, I feel like this is healing my soul. It's not, but it feels like it is. It's yeah, cheaper it's, than therapy, mm. you know? That's true. I'm phobic about a lot of sea creatures. I'm not that confident in my swimming competence. I think I never got into the ocean for that pair of reasons. Like I've been in the ocean, it. but I never got into the concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like a boardwalk and I don't mind taking a stroll on a beach, but the actual mm. ocean, again, that's the outer space of Earth. Like we don't need to be in either. Well, we have to be yeah. in space now, but. I mean, technically we're always in space because that's where Earth is. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you clod you more you, abs- you absolute ass if you <laughs> ever correct me like that again on this podcast i'm gonna fucking murder you get this <laughs> land is floating on the ocean what what uh wow now i can't be on land man i just dropped yeah. my mic <laughs> like, this is a problem we're gonna have a problem for the rest of the recording push the mic stand over <laughs> Alex, you have a note in here about Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, there was a funny internet picture of Mark Zuckerberg surfing. And he he had like caked on sunscreen, like Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> first makeup sunscreen, like just white powder. And everybody made fun of him. But I think the sunscreen is good. And then when I was reading this, I Googled him and Business Insider says that that kind of sunscreen is probably the mineral kind. So he was like wearing sunscreen and wearing the right kind. Did a good job. I would Doing like great. to say real quick that he was paddleboarding, and that is a vastly different oh. thing than surfing <laughs> on the coolness factor. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like if he was surfing, you'd be like, all right, okay. But when you're paddleboarding, you might as well be like John Kerry in the in the 2004 election, <laughs> windsurfing to try to win over the regular Americans. And it's like, nobody does that, man. Nobody windsurfs. <laughs> I, rem- I remember that photo and being like, Zuckerberg got a thick ass. Yeah, yeah, thick. yeah dog. He's thick. Also, yeah. we should yeah. beat him up. <laughs> He's a real nerd. He's a bad nerd. Yeah, I don't remember that photo, but it sounds like the kind of photo where you want to like pull way out and you see that there's a shark like right on his tail. Like that's <laughs> the only kind of Mark Zuckerberg ocean photo I think I would be interested in. Yeah. Hmm. I also, and, and maybe Facebook is not helping this cause, I think we should all get privacy when we're in the water. It's very hard to be in the water. You look awkward a lot. Forget it. Even he oh, deserves to not be photographed there. Disagree. He's invading everybody else's personal privacy. Uh, fuck him. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't get any privacy. The, Not the, in 2021. The photo is, is mostly fascinating to me because you can tell he's like looking at the guy being like, why are you taking this picture? Like he's living. Mm, yeah. You're Mark Zuckerberg paddleboarding. Of course he's taking your picture. Yeah. He looks like no one's going to get this reference, but he looks like Bob Dylan on the Rolling Thunder review tour. <laughs> He had a casual mime vibe going on. Alex gets it. Yeah. The he tour got me into that documentary. Yeah, yeah. He looks like that violinist lady is going to be right behind him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a very good documentary, by the way. That's a Scorsese documentary, right? I think so, yeah. I'm yeah, pretty sure, cool. yeah. It's about the, the Rolling Thunder review. And Bob Dylan would just cake white makeup on his face when he would go out on stage for some reason on that right. tour. Mark Zuckerberg, like that complexion looks like it would just burst into flames if you get it in direct sunlight. 
Totally. So I, yeah. I understand him piling on all of that sunscreen. I'm confident Conan O'Brien looks exactly the same at the beach, you know? I think, like, wealthy people with that complexion have figured out this system where they, they yeah. have my makeup on, like Bob Dylan that one year. Yeah, we'll be good because I don't know if you know this about uh, showbiz but and being in the public eye, but white people age like bananas. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, sure you gotta do. do everything you can to hold on. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason it's called a serum. It's because it's magical. <laughs> but good for Hawaii for protecting itself. Yeah. Are there any other things that Hawaii puts out that we might want to talk about? Let's talk about avocados and pineapples. I don't think Hawaii grows avocados. They don't, but they certainly do grow pineapples. That's why we bought them, right? Yeah, that's why we bought Hawaii. (laughs) We paid them in weapons. In violence, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, avocados, for starters, avocados are the bacon of fruit. Like, I get it. You like avocados. It's not a personality just because you like a fucking avocado. Bacon has an intense flavor and avocados just taste like unsalted butter. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not comparing them yeah. from a taste yeah. standpoint. I'm comparing them from a fanaticism True. standpoint. Like I get the bacon love, but like with avocados, I'm like, oh, I could take this or leave it. Yeah, I, I actively don't, don't like them. Not into it. I don't I, like them. I was them. bad in California. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't mind a little avocado in some sushi. Like, in that context, I don't mind it. But other than that, I don't really care for avocados. And just to diverge a little bit before we get back on avocados, calm down about chicken sandwiches, too. Like, <laughs> fucking relax. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sandwich. And the Popeye's chicken sandwich isn't that good. It's fine. Anyway, avocados. They take a shit ton of water to make. 272 liters to grow one avocado. No one knows what that is in <laughs> okay. standard measurements. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't need to know right. about a, a litre of anything. Yeah, is that that's even why America's real... in a crisis on this. We can't measure it. We're just lost yeah. in the fields trying to figure it out. Yeah, there's a documentary about this on Netflix that is really interesting. It's funny, too, because as we're going through here, there's so many other things that you think of when it's like avocados, fuck it up, pineapples, fuck it up. And then we're like almonds. I don't even want to talk about almonds. Those sons of bitches <laughs> take like three gallons of water per almond. Yeah, I always yeah. wonder how that math works out. Like, Do you just stand over one avocado and pour 272 liters of water on it at once? I'm guessing it's crop right. average, how much you spend per whatever. And the documentary on Netflix is called Rotten, which it's not just a documentary about avocados. It's a documentary series about a bunch of different foods and their impact on the world. And the one about avocados is crazy. The avocado trade is getting to be so lucrative that like drug cartels are getting in on it now. Oh, it's like a huge issue. Yeah. And there was one investigation by the Chilean Water Authority that found at least 65 examples of avocado farms illegally diverting rivers and other water sources to their plantations. I just picture like Bugs Bunny as a farmer with a hoe just making (laughs) one of those like... Divergent rivers. And these, <laughs> these once again, are areas that already don't have that much water. And if you're dealing with a cartel, like, good luck going to them and being like, hey, give me my water back. <laughs> hey, excuse me, Mr. El Chapo, real quick. I know you're busy escaping from stuff, but could you give us our, back our water? Oh, you've killed me and my family now. This is great. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I feel like people know about avocados by now. I did not know that pineapples are such a destructive force in nature. 
for one thing, yeah. they fuck up every pizza they touch. I don't care. Like, mm, I'm I am medium good with that. I, I feel mm, like I could. I don't seek it out, but if once in a while I'm presented with it, I'm into it. It's pretty good. Yeah, like I'll never seek it out. If somebody offers it to me, I'll be like, I will eat this because it is pizza. But I want you to know yeah. this was not my preference. When yeah, I, first I mean, encounter- if I was in that sitch, I would just pick the pineapple off. And when I encountered that for the first time in the wild, I went to like a sleepover at a friend's house and they were a Hawaiian pizza family. And I was like, you people are fucking savages. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a child. I was I was like maybe six years old. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I couldn't. It was, I was like, what is it? It would be like if they poured OJ into their cereal every morning. I was like, these things don't belong together at all. Yeah. I first heard of Hawaiian pizza when Domino's started offering it. And this would have been like mid 80s, late 80s. And yeah, same thing. I was like, they put what on it? Pineapple. No. Yeah. That'd fruit. be like, we put bananas and peanut butter on this pepperoni pizza. And you're like, this is, I don't know why anybody would even go for that. It's like the Twilight Zone movie all of a sudden. <laughs> also, I feel like part of the hook is that it's usually with ham. And ham is way underrated as a pizza topping. Like maybe pineapples just on ham's coattails. Yeah. Ham I, and bacon both. That's an underrepresented demographic there. Is bacon on a pizza? Yeah. yeah. You know what I, I will say I would fuck with now that I think about it? I would fuck with a bacon, pineapple, and jalapeno pizza with pickled jalapenos on it i would fuck with that i have had a pepperoni jalapeno pineapple pizza that was fine i got through like i ate one piece Mm. and was like oh yeah i can get into this and then the subsequent pieces i just picked the pineapple off and was like i'm yeah you're like oh (laughs) i can buy this way more yeah right yeah i'll have one out of respect for the architect of this pizza but after that forget it then we're picking Yeah, the other thing about pineapples is they take up a ton of land to grow. In Costa Rica, for example, thousands of hectares of forest have been cleared to grow pineapples, and we know how much thousands of hectares is. And pineapples, <laughs> so many hectares. pineapples, Can I, get that have, in I, I don't know. <laughs> pineapples have also somehow overtaken avocados as the fastest selling fruit in the UK. So now the oh. problem is getting so much worse, and they need so much more space. That's easy to know. It's because it's the UK is being introduced to flavor. Oh, that could be. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see and- the pictures of avocados growing? Like what they no. grow in? It's not what you'd think, because I bet you're thinking that they grow like coconuts on like a palm tree or some shit. Avocados or pineapples? Pineapples. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But instead, it's just like on top of a fucking shrub. It's just a pineapple oh. sticking out of a fucking pointy plant. It's bananas. They grow out of the ground. And I never, I never yeah. for the life of me thought that that's how they grew. Yeah. And just in looking at that wow. picture, it looks like a hard thing to farm. They look sharp. The, yeah. the whole plant looks <laughs> yeah. very sharp. It's just like, yeah. this is my glass farm. It's just curated with broken glass everywhere. It's like how and, Calvin is drawn in Calvin and Hobbes. It's just all points. Like, yeah. <laughs> just an angry, angular rage. Yeah. <laughs> and even worse, they have to be grown in something called a monoculture which means intense production of only one crop in that area. So you can't grow anything else where you're growing pineapples, which seems like a problem. They also require a lot of pesticides, probably because they're fucking delicious and bugs know that. But still, don't put them on your pizza. That's a whole other environmental contaminant on its own. 
I forget who said this, but there was some joke going around where it was just about how metal uh, fucking pineapples are because they're like covered in <laughs> spines and they're like made of acid. They like dissolve your, your tongue when you eat them. But like they're just so fucking good that we're like, let's go for it. Funny story is yeah. Louis the Fourteenth. I don't know if you guys ever heard his pineapple story, but pineapples were banned in France because when Louis the Fourteenth was introduced to pineapples for the first time, he tried eating it like an apple. It sliced the shit out of his mouth. And so he <laughs> held a grudge against pineapples imagine being the first person to figure out you could eat a pineapple like who looked at that thing and was like i bet i can throw that down my gullet yeah like i'm gonna see what's in there yeah that's amazing i also i love that in like old monarchy if the king made a mistake that just impacted all of the laws you know like if he got embarrassed one time that changed the whole country on the books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like Glad one... there's nothing like that happening in the United States ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one dipshit. You know, one person that you just assume God isn't going to make a moron because that's right. how stupid you were back in the day. And he tries to <laughs> eat a fucking spike. Like, imagine trying to eat a pine, like looking at a pineapple and being like, I should eat this like a regular apple. It's fucking bananas <laughs> to me. Yeah, if nothing else, it's way too big. But I don't don't know. They have those little baby pineapples. Those are always cute. Kill them (laughs) before they have a chance to live. Hey, everyone. Jeff May here. Now, you probably know me from such podcasts as Unpopular Opinion, You Don't Even Like Sports, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, and Sideshow Sideshow. Well, I'm very excited to let you all know that Sideshow Sideshow is Sideshows No More as I have officially moved on to start my very own podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends. It's true. I do. Now, it'll still have that same long-form interview structure that I accidentally discovered I have a talent for, but with none of the shackles that come with having a podcast at the behest of a company that has to protect its licensing agreements and sales numbers. So please join me at patreon.com slash Jeff May, where I'll be bringing you periodic updates and musings, a show featuring all the coolest people I know, some I might not, and a lot of surprises along the way. I'm so, so, so excited to bring you this show that I will own. It's mine. You can't have it. Well, you can listen to it, though. And I can't wait to see where this goes. And I so look forward to you joining me along for this ride. So check me out again at patreon.com slash Jeff May. And I can't wait to see you there. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Hey, you know what else is destroying the environment? Your data. Mine personally? Yes, yours especially, Mm. but everyone's. Good. I think we all sort of assume that when stuff is stored in the cloud, it's just like hovering in space, not taking up any room or doing anything, man. It's in the cloud. (laughs) But no, those are just big computers that use up a shit ton of energy and spit emissions into the air. And there's so many of them. That that is crazy to me that that's a thing that's necessary is the cloud. Because I was like, I feel like we did okay before it. Yeah, Yeah. I don't... I don't know how we turned on just like removable storage and stuff like that. It's more secure, if nothing else. But yeah, the amount of data that's being harvested about us, it has to go somewhere. And in this case, it's all just stored in these massive server farms that are just buildings filled with nothing but computers to hold all this data. And while we're all worried about cutting emissions from automotive, aviation and energy companies, the communications industry is the one that is probably going to be the most problem. And it's because of this. In Mm. 2016, the world's data centers use more energy than 
all of the UK. That's crazy. <laughs> 416.2 terawatt hours versus 300 terawatt hours. Like a lot more. Wow. Yeah. That's, I was just like, what, are they still doing serfdom back there? Like, how, <laughs> and that's in 2016. Like, Ooh. that's five years ago. Uh, we've got to get our storage up, mate. <laughs> in it. <laughs> Data centers actually have the same carbon footprint as the aviation industry. Like, think about that. Think about how much we fly and how much emissions planes and the associated work that goes into keeping them in the air puts yeah. out into the environment. And, and data your, storage centers are worse. Your than shitty that. photos of your nephews are, yeah. are bringing down the fucking environment because you're too stupid to know how to save it onto your phone. Yeah, your, <laughs> your fucking memes are... But it's not even that. It's like the information that's compiled about you when you visit a website. That's got to go somewhere so the government can use it against you someday. Like, they're not just going to write it down. It's going to go in a massive computer. Million By, monkeys on a million typewriters. That's what you need. I don't think that's what that concept applies no, to. No, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. It would probably be more energy efficient than what we're doing now. Plus, afterwards, By, you just eat the monkey. True. True. There you go. I wonder how that tastes. Sign of, sign of avocado, you know, goes great with it. <laughs> Little monkey. Little, little salted monkey. Monkey bacon. By, by 2025, <laughs> data centers are expected to account for 3.2% of the total worldwide carbon emissions and will consume a fifth of global electricity. And by 2040, they're expected to create 14% of the world's emissions, which is the same proportion the entire United States contributes today. See you Which, in 19 yeah. years, melting planet. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll be beating the shit out of data centers by the time 2040 actually rolls around. Yeah, I feel like we have 19 years to figure this one out and we're going to blow it. We're definitely not going to figure. When ha what have we figured out? Like, name the last fucking thing we figured out. I think coronavirus, I guess we have a vaccine for that. Yeah. And then like before that was like maybe the Prius. And even then. Mm. Yeah. These hydrogen cars. Those are pretty good. Yeah. But even then, that's a whole other know, podcast. Whole... Like the effort that goes into making the cells to fuel. Well, high, sure, like, yeah. But I mean, that's it's all fossil fuels long, and shit. Long run. Long run, it's, you know, hopefully better. Yeah, <laughs> ideally. And all of this data center shit, this is with only approximately 50% of the world connected to the internet. That number is just going to keep going up and going up. And as that number goes up, the need for more data centers is going to go up. And eventually they're just going to become sentient and destroy the world on their own without it having to be an environmental thing. They're just going to turn oh, on us. Skynet. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, we've yeah, called yeah. this Skynet. I don't know why we did that. <laughs> the runner of Skynet is Hal because we're hedging our bets. Hal 9000. Really good stuff. Did that one get lost? I, I, <laughs> I, I do remember an older relative of mine. I got to be there when they learned about the food supplement called Soylent. They were like, do they know about the movie? Like, do they know <laughs> what they're referencing? Well, you, do you know, Alex? Adam, tell him. The guy who created Soylent is the brother of comedian Kat Reinhardt, who has oh. appeared on this podcast a whole bunch. Very nice guy. I went to a I didn't know Fourth that. of July party at his place. Yeah. And it was also the who worked for, because we're tying this all back together. Yes. Ralphie May. Oh, yeah. Kat Reinhardt <laughs> did work for Ralphie May. That's... She actually made the documentary about Ralphie May, which is really fucking good. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. I just figured so anyway, that that would tie back to the, all of the things we were talking about on the side today. And I thought that would be neat. It was. It was very neat. It feels Jeff. like it wasn't neat. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was going for neat and I really I really blew it. So speaking of all these data centers, as you would expect, if you know anything about Bitcoin, Bitcoin is also using up a shit ton of energy because it's the same thing. Do you guys have any I, Bitcoin? I do. You do. I my partner again, Brenda, she was testing her Coinbase account to see if she could transfer stuff. And so she sent me one US dollar of Bitcoin as a test. Uh, and it's now worth like 180. It's going great. I'm really killing Hell it. Hell yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah. A couple months ago, I just bought like, not a lot, like $300 worth of Bitcoin. So I was like, I don't know. It just seems like something. I had it. Yeah, I have, I have 500. And then it, it bumped wow. up to like almost 600 pretty quick. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a thing you want to look at every day. Like I looked at it the other day and mine was up to like 780. And then I look today and it's like 690. Yeah. Like just, I'm just going to let it simmer. I think what a lot of people say you should do is like after a big bump, it's not a bad idea to take out whatever you seeded. Yeah. Let the, oh. And then just let the rest just kind of collect. Yeah. That makes sense. You make sense. I fucking do. <laughs> You're damn right. Anyway, Jeff's Bitcoin is also wrecking the environment. You have more. So you kind of, you cut out what it's just, you, you have more because you hate the environment. I do. I don't even like the environment. It's a new podcast coming from Unpops. It's about this, how this is the pilot of that. Yeah, it's about how climate change is a hoax. It's gonna be great. <laughs> so Bitcoin already rivals the emissions from companies like American Airlines and ConocoPhillips. That's a lot. That's mm -hmm. a lot of emissions. It's just short of passing the amount of emissions produced by the federal government of the United States. Emissions from Bitcoin have grown by more than 40 million tons in the past two years. When Bitcoin is trading around $50,000 like it is right now, it uses about 0.4% of global energy consumption. That's a lot. That's not, not yeah. a lot, you know. When you think about the number of entities and people that would be on the list of energy consumption, 0.4%, that's a hefty sum. It's probably more than me. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. You take up a lot of fucking yeah. energy. Because you have the worst data. Jeff has the worst data. We established this. No data. Right. Yeah. No data. <laughs> I also, I, I don't know a ton about Bitcoin, but I have heard of Bitcoin mining as a way to generate it. And I like that it's, I mean, I don't like it like it, but it's humorous that it's about as destructive as actual mining, apparently. Like, it's, it's just the yeah. same, like, ravaging of the earth. <laughs> yeah, you've seen the photos of Bitcoin mines, right? No, I haven't. <laughs> they look like you ever see like when somebody's sneaking into a high data processing center and it's just like a cool, an air conditioned room filled with computers. It's yeah, that. Yeah. It's oh, the God. security room from Ocean's Eleven, basically, <laughs> but just filled with fucking computers. Yeah. Just sucking energy out of the world. Boy. Yeah. This idea is actually really also prevalent in, I believe, NFT art, non fungible tokens, oh, which yeah. is essentially yeah. the Bitcoin of art. Well, if it works on the blockchain, yes. it's basically the same thing. And uh, mm -hmm. there are some, like, there's one dude that sold a piece of art for, like, $55 million. <laughs> and then he immediately converted the Bitcoin to the U.S. dollar and was like, yeah, it's all a scam. This stuff's not going to last. It's just so funny <laughs> that the, the guy, the artist who did that is like, yeah, this isn't going to, this can't last. We got to get into selling NFT podcasts. Could you imagine? That can happen. It's so funny because there yeah. is a market to make a ton of money off of that stuff. Like, I know a lot of my artist friends are like, oh, I think I might want to get into this but then the follow-up to that is you're like you're actively destroying the environment by doing it like you know what the problem is and you are going for it and there's something to be said about that also warner released a thing about any artist releasing nfts using their trademarks or whatever would be like basically would never work for warner again and they would get sued or something jeez wow. 
Take it easy, Warner. They make a lot of mistakes. I don't know if you've heard of Warner Brothers, but they've been blowing it on a lot of different channels here. There is one thing I should point out about this report about how much energy Bitcoin uses. The report was commissioned by Bank of America, who... Friend of the show. I suspect might have some vested interest in discrediting cryptocurrency as much as they can. Friend of the pod, (laughs) Bank of America. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they... Use code on pops at checkout to save 15% on your initial deposit on a savings account. (laughs) It's funny, too, because whenever anybody is critical of Bitcoin you get to see like there are certain things now that if you are critical of it people will irrationally get angry about it and currently in the current climate it's bitcoin elon musk and Zack snyder like if you address criticism of any of those three things the worst people on the planet are going to jump in your mentions to call i would add weed to that list like i wrote an article about how When the whole vaping thing was happening, I wrote an article about how it's weed and it's not the fucking jewel pods that are causing that. And people are like, um, as far as I know, weed has never hurt anyone. And it's like, it's not the weed. It's the vitamin E oil in the bootleg weed that you're buying. You fucking dipshit. Yeah. Well, people are very bad. This Bank of America thing that they're the one who sponsored this also reminds me of vaping because there's this really famous report that everyone who criticizes jewel and like that kind of vaping brings up that said vape cartridges and cigarettes have the same chemicals in them which is very alarming on the surface because we know cigarettes have a lot of very very bad chemicals in them and that's the problem with them that's why they give people cancer so hearing that you're like oh shit that's bad times and then if you dig into the report what they're talking about is those kind of chemicals that like if you go to disneyland there's a sign that says hey yeah there's like stuff that could be carcinogenic here well disneyland's made of cigarettes that's true it was a big philip morris thing in the 50s and 60s and the those are the chemicals they were talking about is these chemicals that are everywhere they're not talking about the fucking strychnine and rat poison and shit that is in cigarettes. But people just saw that report and saw the headline and were like, all right, cool. And then if you go down and look at every report like that at the end has a financial disclosures thing Mm -hmm. or a conflict of interest thing, go read that whenever you see a report like that. Because that report about vaping was put out by three people with ties to the smoking cessation industry. And I can tell you right now, nothing is better at getting people off cigarettes than vaping. So those people had a vested interest in making vaping out to be a bad thing, even though from a health standpoint, it's so much better than cigarettes. Yeah, that sort of ties to the whole, like the resistance of reading an article. But instead of reading the headline, I remember that was a big thing with when Subway's bread, they were like, it's the same thing as a yoga mat. It is not. Yeah. It is that, that is a hundred percent not the case. Yeah, and if you think it is, go eat a fucking yoga mat. Yeah, I mean, I just assume have one of either. Well, there I was mean, like I've, a biological science headline that octopuses are aliens, and then if you actually read it, it's just like a misquoting of a scientist saying like octopuses are built so interestingly, it's almost like they're aliens. Ha ha ha! And that you, if yeah. you read the article, you get that. But sciencey clickbait. Yeah. yeah, do more read in America, but also read. I mean, yeah, no. But fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going yeah. to, but if anyone else wants to. You guys to, read. We got yeah. it covered. We, yeah. We got American remember, Gladiators all, to all watch. this digital stuff is wrecking the environment. So what you're going to want to do is subscribe to paper magazines, subscribe to paper newspapers, yeah. buy your books, buy physical books, and then 
burn all that shit afterwards. Paper podcasts. Let's do it. Yeah. Wait, yeah, we're going to start putting this podcast out on paper. Fungible tokens, we're going to call them. <laughs> <laughs> With the fun capitalized. We put the fun in fungible tokens. <laughs> fun pops. Funge pops. That's what our, our voicemail phone number that we haven't used in a million years is 505 fun pops. We should check that voicemail. I still sometimes get Google Hangout calls that I think are coming from that. I, I don't but, hate that. Uh, yeah, we got to get back into. We should do a. I was going to say we should do a, a listener call-in show again. We do one every month. Not that. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I think that's our episode, right? That seems like a sode. I got to get this edited and uploaded to the cloud so it can contribute to the problem. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! You scum. Uh, yeah, Alex. Yeah. This is going to a data center somewhere. So check out that data center. That's what yeah. I want to plug. Don't use uh, Bitcoin. Just go to Bank of America. That's a much yeah. that's a much kinder <laughs> and better for the world company to invest in is Bank of America. And stop wearing sunscreen in the sun. Yeah. Just wear T-shirts, long sleeve T-shirts. It's all very like Godzilla versus Kong a lot of the time, right? Like It's like, stop listening to those podcasts, switch to conservative AM radio, I guess. Oh, no, that's bad. Uh. Yeah, there's yeah. No, being a human means you have to destroy the planet. There is, yeah. yeah. It's just it's, be mindful of what you can. Yeah, it's a very Agent yeah. Smith vibe of like humans are a disease. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm not going to disagree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah, you sure are. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Todd Brown or on Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. That's Todd with one D. Jeff, do you have anything to plug? Nope. I'm good. So excited. Nothing. Yeah. Sideshow Sideshow is dead. It is a dead show. It got murdered. It It got stabbed and murdered. Sideshow dead show. Sideshow (laughs) murdered by the PR guy show. So that being said, I have shifted that. It is no longer called Sideshow Sideshow. It is now called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which is an objectively better title. The first landing platform that I have for the show is going to be on patreon.com slash Jeff May. I will also be periodically like writing shit on that Patreon as well. So it's not just you're paying for a fucking biweekly podcast. That seems awful. But definitely go to there because I, and this is really important, need to live. So I have to make up for the I disagree. Massive I disagree. cut yeah. in my budgetary restrictions here. After <laughs> I said I disagree, Alex said yeah. So uh, well, Alex hates me. He's texted me that <laughs> like literally every day. And of course, <laughs> Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed and You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast no. about how Alex doesn't like sports. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, and Jeff. Is, it's about how Alex and Jeff don't even uh, like sports. On the Unpopular Opinion Podcast Network. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Unpops. <laughs> And of course, my brand new show that I, well, it's not brand new, but secretly incredibly fascinating. My show that I allow Alex to host. Alex, tell them them about my show. So we're doing a lot of great things at Jeffco Industries, and one of them is uh, this podcast. I'm so excited about Jeff's new show, and and also secretly incredibly fascinating is happening, and it's a show I'm very proud of, and and you can find it at sifpod.fun, which is another fun name thing, like we were talking that about is before. Fun. And uh, and Adam that and Jeff is. have been on it two times, and soon in the future too, and they're just great on it. it we are it, the We're color episodes. You definitely want to check out, but I, I do. I love all yeah. of these episodes, Alex. It's a really fun show, and I, I really enjoy Thank it. You. So you all make good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> look at all three of us making good stuff. 
Oh, don't you like it? Look at all of you listening that have to you give us money for this stuff. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need it. We need, we are we are all dying. Yeah. We're all we can't around. live in Not Alex. Alex Not Alex. He's yeah. he's got Jeopardy money, but you know. Yeah. Everyone else needs it. At best. Yeah, actually, yeah. Don't Alex doesn't need no, money. No, <laughs> you can just forward those Patreon over here. Well, me and Jeff will split them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Alex, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Coral Reef rookie card, everybody. <laughs> Scare, goodbye, going every- away. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Love you.